Hey everybody, this is New York Sona Mando Torres, and you're listening to the to the Bodega Podcast, baby. And I'm Pig Wesley. <laughs> and That's not gonna make sense for... till the end of the episode. <laughs> No, it's fine. No, it's th- fine. Thank you for thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, look, we had a, a real fun couple weeks covering QAnon, uh, and we decided to keep the craziness going by giving you what you have asked us for: our favorite conspiracies surrounding John F. Kennedy, baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, strap in, buckle up, and uh, put that motherfucking top down, baby. We're gonna dive into it. Uh, but before we do, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cold podcast. Um, if you're looking for another show with me on it, you can listen to the Rooster Teeth podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts or roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth podcast. If you're looking for other shows with Paige on it. Hello. You can listen to me on Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod or if, well, I guess that's happening tonight. So you can't see me live. It will have already <laughs> happened. But if you want to see me live another time, follow my Instagram at Rampage Wesley. I'm also on TikTok at Rampage Wesley. Love you so much. Hell yeah. And uh, I think without any further ado, let's hop into the show. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mrs. Robinson. This episode <laughs> is starting right away. Yay, yay, yay. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm New York's own Armando Torres. And with us, we have the truth. <laughs> oh, allegedly. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we always got to throw We're going to throw a big old allegedly on this entire episode. Um, yeah. I feel like we haven't really done this in a while, but this entire episode uh, is technically takes place in the speculation zone ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah go. it is uh, it's good to be here i'm calling in from beautiful new york city new york uh hey i'm i'm walking yet <laughs> ever heard of it hey uh, <laughs> oh your bagel looks delicious i am jealous mm-hmm. i went to uh, as i do as i do every morning here i went to absolute bagels uh in i don't know what part of town i'm in <laughs> manhattan i think i'm in the upper manhattan. west side <laughs> i i truly have no idea where i am all the time and it's really it's very funny um because i guess my entire idea of what new york was going to be was like a giant sprawling mess it's just stinky los angeles page it's just a well, stinkier yeah. la well it's it's a closer together la i would say yeah, because yeah. LA, LA, you gotta drive to the various stinky places. <laughs> oh yeah, but we do got Bagel Nosh and Bagel Broker, and they are very good. No matter what anyone tells you, we do have good bagels here. They're just I far will, away from where I live, and that makes me sad. I will say that uh, the thing that I boy howdy have I missed about a, a large metropolitan city is that um, everything is like. 13 miles away and takes an hour and 20 minutes to get yeah. there. Yeah. I, I have been living in Austin, Texas too long where something says 20 miles and I go, oh, you mean 15 minutes. Cool. Awesome. I'll be right there. Um, not the case anymore. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. So I am here in New York City and uh, after the, I would say, mind uh frying series that we did on QAnon uh Paige and I decided that we wanted to go over some of our favorite conspiracy theories uh surrounding the assassination of one John Fitzgerald Kennedy let's fucking do it 
All right. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just start it off I'll, I'll, Wait, here. Before we start, I feel uh-huh. like afterwards we're going to have to have a side helping of Marilyn Monroe conspiracies. And I am also prepared for that. OK, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> OK, let's get let's get it started. I have a, a little bit of a write up that I did um, that I Do have it. been working on over the past two days. Uh, Paige, on November 22nd, 1963. Hold on. There is a, I think, a, an arrest happening right outside of this apartment. <laughs> oh, it's just like you're back in Los Angeles. <laughs> ah, it's good to be back, baby. All right. Wait, wait, look and see if it's IC. See if it's an arrest or just an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ice T, and he is absolutely just completely boggled by the fact that somebody could commit these crimes, Paige. You mean like when someone rides in a convertible in a place that they are not popular and then they get shot in the head? (laughs) So on November 22nd, 1963, a lone gunman hid crouched in the bushes outside of the Texas school depository, uh, aiming a high depository. Yeah, sorry. I should have said a book (laughs) suppository, which is where you put a you put a little (laughs) pill inside of you. And yeah. And now you don't got to read by osmosis. Now you don't got to recatch her in the ride because it's inside of you. You have all of the yeah, information yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, inside yeah. of you. More like, like, you know, pitcher and catcher in the ride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. It's my lunch break at work. <laughs> so this lone gunman stood outside of the school book suppository aiming a high-powered <laughs> rifle at the leader of the free world, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and that man, mm. the assassin that would change the course of history forever, was none other than former Yankee center fielder Joe DiMaggio, baby. Let's go, Yankee! <laughs> oh, I was going to say Mothman, but let's fucking go. <laughs> This is again. This I need to. I need to say. Uh, so this is most, your special theory. This is my special theory that <laughs> okay. that I did, did that I did not come up with. I need to say out loud and very proudly that this is a this is a belief that a very small percentage of people, but still more than it should be, believe I'll hear wholeheartedly. You out. I'll hear you so, out. So. Joseph Paul DiMaggio, who was born Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio, uh, cannot imagine why you would want to get away from that name during the uh, bad times in the times you were at. Because Olive Garden had not been invented yet. And so when he was there, he had no family. Or rather, I'm... his family was crime-related, and that's why he changed his name. Who knows? He, <laughs> there's a possibility. He is uh, second generation, right? Is when your parents immigrated and you were born in yes. America. Yeah, Correct. he was a second generation Sicilian page. So, ooh, ooh maybe he could maybe have been a demade man. Down with that omerta, omerta. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, also, I didn't put this together until you thought or until you said the phrase uh, to me again, the, my activation phrase of Olive Garden. Um, and activation, I mean, is diarrhea. It's just pure. Uh... <laughs> I'm still mad you went without me. Get, oh, do yeah. Do you want to pause to say that you went to Olive Garden without me? Yeah. I So <laughs> I went to olive garden in times square new york city baby uh i i went a place and saw... with no other italian food options no 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 other real options to do anything i should specify <laughs> that uh me and my partner we like to do this thing that we, that we call trash date um Love it. and so what our trash date was was we went to the amc also in times square to go watch Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. Oh, was it good? No, Paige. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, that's that's a bummer. It go was, ahead. It, the problem with Five Nights at Freddy's, and I know this isn't an episode of Horror Virgin, so I'll keep it very brief. The problem with Five Nights well, at Freddy's. Well, technically, is, Horror Virgin can't cover it because that's promotion and breaking SAG strike rules. That is so, true. This is not that's what's that. Up. Because this, this is, is me, that. Armando this Torres. This is your personal opinion, not promoting any films. Yeah, correct? also, my personal yeah. opinion is don't fucking see it. You don't want to go. <laughs> watch the movie 
Oh my god. Yeah. It, it's, I think anti promotion counts. Sure. <laughs> It's uh, fine. it's like a, it's like it's it's not scary enough to be a movie for adults, but it's okay. also weirdly too adult to be a movie for children. Um, okay. where like they do say asshole and they do show a little bit of blood, sort of. There is a kill that I don't mind spoiling because they showed it in the trailer where somebody mm. gets chopped in half. Um, and you see less blood when somebody gets chopped completely in half uh, than in a different scene where there is just a bloody handprint on a window. That is the most oh. blood you see in the movie is a bloody handprint on a, on a, on a window um, inside of a pizzeria. Um, pizzeria. It is uh, an astonishingly terrible movie with a lot with, you know what? I'll say this. It's kind of fun to watch it and be like, what the fuck? Did they, why did they do that? Why why did they make this choice? Um, I don't recommend it. And then I went to the Times Square Olive Garden, which was also just a terrible experience. I got something <laughs> called uh, an Italian margarita um, that was uh, the worst drink I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I terrible trash date fantastic time it's one of those things where you just go and you experience it and the whole time you get to look at your partner and go this is fucking terrible but it's nice because you're there <laughs> together uh this is kind of like uh my, my best gay friend alan and i sometimes have fat girl days where we go to chili's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we just order whatever appetizers whatever whatever and then we just talk about the trash tv that we watch while we eat chips and queso that is absolutely I I that is a category of trash date and I highly recommend yep. that everyone do go on a trash date because it is do so it. fun. It is so fun and you will feel so good about uh all of the choices that you make in the normal times of your life while of you course. are on a trash date. So, getting back to Giuseppe Paolo Damaggio, uh he was a second generation Italian American and legendary ball player. In his 1936 debut season, he set a franchise record for rookies by hitting 29 home runs uh, a record that would stand for over 80 years um, that same year he led the team to their first world series since 1932 and helped them become the first team to win four world series in a row his first four years he won a world series every single year uh, and then he went on, I think, total career, led the Yankees to nine World Series wins or something fucking insane like that. Only Damn. beat out by Yogi Berra, I think, by 10, maybe. I think I have that right. I don't know. He sounds like a real pasta fajol, if you know what I mean. <laughs> pasta de Maggio. Uh, Pasta in, de Maggio. In, in, in 19, I promise this isn't going to be all baseball, by the way. In 1941... <laughs> Joe DiMaggio set the MLB record for the longest hit streak when he recorded a hit in 56 consecutive games. Now, I, I exactly. I fell down a rabbit hole because this shit is way more interesting than it sounds. First of all, that record has not been broken yet and probably never will. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but it has not been broken. Secondly, according to world-famous historian of science Stephen Jay Gould, the hit streak was, quote, the most extraordinary thing to ever happen in American sports. Uh, and according to Nobel Prize-winning physicist Edward Mills P Purcell, uh, Joe DiMaggio's streak was both a statistical near-impossibility and is completely unbreakable if we go by like stats uh given in current baseball today um on the surface there is it's it's uh a one in sixty four thousand chance that someone could pull off at least one hit in 56 consecutive games but if you factor in all of the other baseball bullshit variables it is essentially the same odds as if somebody flipped a coin 139 times and then within that 139 times flipped heads 56 times in a row it is insane in a row. yeah in a row that, with that is yeah Oh, yeah. again, it's not impossible, but it's just very, very unlikely. And then also with all of the uh, modern changes in baseball, such as the rise in, in popularity of relief pitchers and also like integration of the Pitch press. Clock. 
yeah, like all of these modern day things, it becomes pretty much uh, damn impossible for this very thing to happen again. Also, uh, another fun fact that I learned, which is that uh, he he lost the record because he got walked in the last game that the streak was a part of. Um, and then the only reason he lost it was because somebody else threw another very statistically impressive double play to get the hit that he had just gotten, uh, get it out so that he wouldn't be able to, to go on Mm. and do it. But this for 17 games after his streak ended, he did it again. So it's fucking insane. So after that incredible four peat at the world series and after his mind boggling hit streak in 1941, Joe still decided that it was a good idea to take a break from playing major league baseball in 1943 when he enlisted in the air force during world war two. To be fair, a lot of people did this. That's why we have the movie, a league of their own. And we're grateful for them for that movie. Absolutely. Jolton Joe, a.k.a. the Yankee Clipper, a.k.a. Joey D, rose to the rank of sergeant and served uh, for two years. Although his his job was mostly to play baseball (laughs) against the other soldiers in exhibition games, who, again... Mostly were other baseball players that enlisted. Right, because they had also enlisted. Yeah. Kind of like the USO. So, like, people who went overseas to be in a band, basically, during the war. Yeah. Also, yeah. I want to be very clear. The only AKA seas- OG Captain America. <laughs> Again, I want to be clear. The only overseas he went was, I think, the Pacific, because that boy was stationed in Hawaii, Paige. He was. Hell yeah. He was chilling in Hawaii. So, also, during. Uh, during a league of their own when you're when you're seeing this like incredible like feat of history happen where uh women are entering into a male dominated sport when when they're like really fighting for what they believe is right i want you to imagine all of those baseball players drunk in hawaii playing baseball <laughs> that's what they're actually doing during Where's this that time. movie <laughs> Yeah, it's just get Tom jo- Hanks over there. Let's do it. I want to see Tom Hanks as Joe DiMaggio, and the whole movie is them drinking and tanning, and then every so often going, "The ladies are doing what? Oh, I don't know about that. A league of well, their also, own. <sighs> their own. Hey, it was ours. Uh, Armando, do you remember from our April Fool's Day episode a year and a half ago, uh, where we covered uh, essentially the master? And he was in the Navy and they used to drink fuel as like booze because they didn't have booze and it made them sometimes go blind. I want you to think about them drinking that shit and then playing baseball and then just, you know, whatever came out of it. I want to imagine them drinking jet fuel. And then just zipping around the bases. And they all think they're playing incredibly. And then it smash cuts to what's really happening. It's a bunch of them going, and just falling over as they can't play anything. Like that episode of Always Sunny where they do a performance at their reunion and then it cuts to what's actually happening. Yes, <laughs> It's yes. just them wandering around. Yeah, it's that's, great. That's all that I want. So Joe DiMaggio and yes. his other baseball buddies, they drank and spent so much ta- time tanning in Hawaii Uh, that they reportedly each put on 10 pounds during their time in the military. Um, And apparently embarrassed by this, Joe DiMaggio actually did request a job that would see combat, but he was denied uh, on the grounds that he was, and I quote, super duper famous. So uh, he couldn't couldn't do the, the thing that he wanted to do even if he tried. After being discharged due to stomach ulcers in 1945, he met the love of his life also you made a face when i said that and i i truly again we're in the speculation zone i think he got discharged because the war ended and he was like all right well there's no point in me being in the fucking military anymore i'm gonna go back and play for the yankees again baby let's go yeah i i think either that or he was drinking that that navy juice or whatever we called it the, the torpedo whatever uh, the yeah. torpedo margarita torpedo now available. I think it was torpedo <laughs> juice is what they called it. 
Also, I'm, I'm, I'm making Googling a new it. drink yes. at Olive Garden called uh, called called the Jet Fuel Margarita, and it's just what they drank, what Joe DiMaggio drank while he was in the Air Force. It's just Red Bull and sand, because <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings. What's up? Okay, <laughs> so. After being discharged in 1945, he met the love of his life, a young actor, model, and singer from Los Angeles, California, named Marilyn Monroe Page. No, Marilyn Monroe, comma, Page. Not the, her, her last name wasn't Page. I just did a confusing thing. Sure, 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 sure. Well, her real name wasn't even Marilyn Monroe, so whatever. It's fine. That is true. It was Fitzgerald Monroe, and no one ever talks about yeah. that. No one ever talks about it. It's, uh, hold on, I'll pull it up. Uh, Norma Jean Mortensen. Norma oh. Jean. That's why in Candle in the Wind, it's goodbye Norma Jean, because that's like her actual name. Oh. Yeah, also she later went by Norma Jean Baker. Uh, changed a couple times, but Marilyn Monroe is her stage name. You know what? Okay. Here's another interesting uh, fun fact that I found during this episode. Did you know that uh, in the... in in Simon and Garfunkel's hit song, uh, Mrs. Robinson, uh, they also Correct. mention Joe DiMaggio at the end of, of the course. song. Uh, Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Lonely eyes to you. Woo. Where'd you woo woo where'd you go joe dimaggio and they also mentioned his name jolton joe uh and my favorite story about mm -hmm. this is after that song came out uh paul simon was at like a restaurant in new york and met <laughs> joe, dimaggio, joe dimaggio who basically came up and was like hey man why'd you say that i have like i was in a coffee I'm right commercial here. like last i week. didn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah what do you mean and then paul simon was like oh it's actually like a metaphor for like where are the days of the american it hero? is Yes, yes, it is a, because the the graduate, which that song was basically written for, is about mm -hmm. the change in culture in America. Anyway, yes, yeah, Abs absolutely, you are correct. I just love the idea that Joe DiMaggio does not get metaphors and was like, "What the fuck did you mean? Where did I go?" Huh? <laughs> it's like I'm, it's like I'm Kanye Joe with the that South Park episode. I want listen here, Paul Simon, you little fuck. Hey. I want you to pull a quarter out right now, flip it hundred and thirty nine times. times, and you tell me if you get fifty six in a fucking row. Okay, I'm Joe fucking DiMaggio, baby. All right, anyway, so oh, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio meets Marilyn Monroe, and they immediately get engaged. And boy, fucking howdy, was that relationship just terrible? Because here's where I want to be clear. I think Joe DiMaggio is a fantastic baseball player. I also think he is a real piece of shit. Okay, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio fucking sucks. He was jealous, he was mean, and he was also very physically abusive to uh, his former wife, which we haven't talked about, and to Marilyn mm -hmm. Monroe, which we will talk about. Um, in fact, you know that famous scene from The Seven Year Itch where uh, a vent blows up Marilyn Monroe's skirt and it's like the famous yes. Marilyn picture everyone knows about? So immediately after that scene was filmed, she got into a screaming match with her husband, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> oh, no. I shouldn't laugh. This is terrible. No, she it, had a very sad, painful life. <laughs> yeah, I also want to be clear that one of the worst things about uh, investigating, and I'll put that in heavy quotations, this uh, sure, sure, theory sure, sure, sure is that uh, a lot of it is like, wow, Marilyn Monroe is such a slut. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And it's like, no, dude, first of all, like her life was fucking really sad and was looking for anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, just looking for anything to sort of like make it feel okay. It's the same thing that people do all the time. Also, no one talks about how every person that she uh, was involved with was having like, multiple affairs with all of these other people like fuck those people those people are way grosser the kennedys are fucking disgusting fuck you yeah anyway just well and i mean what we'll get to later when we talk about marilyn monroe conspiracies is that a lot of people say and again we can't it's her life she lived it i don't know for sure but a lot of people say that her third husband playwright arthur miller was like her true love and that was the guy after and they stayed together for a crazy long time like married and unmarried like they were he was they were married to different people when they met 
stayed friends and then like we're gonna date but then he went on trial for communism and then they eventually end up together it's a wild story of like the hottest girl in hollywood being like i think this nerd's got something to say um and that's who she's married to when kennedy is assassinated basically so anyway so uh Uh, Marilyn files for divorce from Do- Joe DiMaggio uh, just after nine months of being married. <laughs> um, Oof, magoof. Which, I guess to some credit, apparently led Joe DiMaggio to start going to therapy. He also quit drinking, and I I just love this line. It is involved with every single like Wikipedia article, news article, and like conspiracy theory thing where they say this exact phrase, quote, he extended his interests outside of just baseball, which I fucking like. They were like, he he drastically changed his life. He went to therapy. He stopped drinking, and maybe he started watching football too. I don't know, but it was very important to him. <laughs> Who knows? Who uh, knows? But let us get to the meat and potatoes. Why did he kill John F. Kennedy? Now, a lot of people uh, want to point fingers and say that he was just very jealous. It, it's no, um, it is no surprise that Joe DiMaggio, ugly looking motherfucker, uh, who was insanely jealous of uh, anyone who would talk to his wife when they were married, um, he was in love with Marilyn. He uh, considered her to be like the great love of his life. Um, And when she died, uh, he, God, let me look it up because I want to make sure that I get this right. He went to... Pierce Brothers Westwood Village Memorial Park is where she was buried. So he went to Parisian Florist, a flower shop on Sunset Boulevard um, that Marilyn Monroe apparently liked and reportedly placed an order for six fresh long stemmed red roses that would be sent to her burial site three times a week for, quote, forever. And... uh, (laughs) I guess apparently that order is still ongoing. He paid enough up front that they are still wow. fulfilling that order. He has sent something like over 18,000 red roses uh, to Marilyn's grave uh, since she has passed Or at away. least his estate has. Uh, exactly. Right? Is he still alive? No. Yeah, oh, no, estate, no, 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 right. no. He's wicked fucking dead, Paige. He's... That's what I fucking thought. Yeah. Okay. So his estate continues to send roses. Uh, conversely, Arthur Miller did not even attend her funeral. Like, yeah. that's... Well, so apparently one of the reasons why her funeral had such a weird like uh, guest list is because it was organized by one Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) Whoa, what? Yeah. Uh, Joe DiMaggio did not invite um, the Kennedys uh, to her funeral. He did not invite uh, Arthur to her funeral and also reportedly threw out Frank Sinatra uh, because of her involvement in, you know, leading to the uh, to the to the to her sure. eventual overdose. Um, wow. So, yeah. I, now, what's interesting is Arthur Miller was interviewed about it. And when asked why he wasn't going, he just said, why should I? She won't be there. Like, which is also like a wild, like petty. Leave it to the playwright to say the wild, pettiest shit. Yeah. God. But yeah. also kind of low-key fire. That's awesome. That's a fire. great line. Dropping bars. The crucible still hits. <laughs> like, do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The, the, the reason that uh, people think that Joe DiMaggio had a hand in assassinating John F. Kennedy um, is because Joe DiMaggio, until the day that he died, claimed that the Kennedys were behind the death of Marilyn Monroe because Marilyn Monroe uh, had apparently um, evidence that John F. Kennedy was planning to use the mafia in America to assassinate Fidel Castro so that, one, they could eliminate Castro in Cuba, but two, that the Italian mob could take over the casinos that were in Cuba, and that was... In Cuba, that was yeah. sort of the thing. So I, I went down another rabbit hole of trying to look at times that we could prove that the U.S. government worked with the mafia. Um, of course. Paige, I'm here to tell you more than once, which to me of course, is wild. Yeah. I, 
I know that it's an of course, and I know that it's again. I'm only looking at provable cases. I'm not looking at sure, like sure, sure, sure. times where you go, oh yeah, that probably happened. I'm, ta- I'm, lo- I'm that talking that probably happened times, on paper, yes, proven times yes. with evidence. It happened more than once, which is insane. So yep. uh, yeah, he claimed that Marilyn Monroe had evidence that John F. Kennedy and his brother were were working with the mafia to assassinate. Um, to well to assassinate Fidel Castro and when she uh had you know sort of like I don't think you should do this maybe uh mm. bolstered by the fact that she was in love with a communist uh who wrote uh <laughs> one of the biggest anti-witch hunt uh pieces of literature at the time and again, still slaps. It's it's a good it's a good play. It's a good read. Like highly recommend The Crucible. Interesting considering our current political state. You know, The Crucible holds up. Absolutely. And uh, so yeah, so he believed that the Kennedys assassinated Marilyn Monroe. Again, we're still in fact town. Like that is true. Right. It's, it's not. It's it, yes. it is a well known fact that Joe DiMaggio thought that um, the Kennedys killed. Marilyn Monroe. So let's get into the conspiracy theory. So uh, Joe DiMaggio, legendary baseball player, uh, who has one of those interests that he developed outside of baseball after he got divorced from Marilyn and started going to therapy and quit drinking. One of his biggest hobbies was hunting. And he, being a member uh, or a veteran of the United States military, was able to get his hands on the highest grade weapons possible he also had exceptional hand-eye coordination uh people have often said that he was so good with his hand-eye coordination and so good as a center fielder um that the only way to not get caught out by joe dimaggio was to hit where joe dimaggio was not there that is that was like a quote from some other uh famous fucking Mm -hmm. baseball player um so joe dimaggio was supposedly on a hunting trip from November 20th, 1963 to November 23rd, 1963. Um, but his whereabouts cannot be factually confirmed. So the, the, the idea is that instead of doing that, Joe DiMaggio went to Dallas, Texas, where he sat under the Texas uh, <laughs> school book depository, book, book suppository, and he aimed, <laughs> a, suppository. <laughs> he aimed a high-powered rifle at John F. Kennedy and then a assassinated him for ruining and killing the love of his life uh it also (laughs) the theory goes on to state that joe dimaggio felt so guilty that he immediately found a secret service agent one of many uh um, in the area uh, who took joe dimaggio to a local fbi headquarters where an investigation into the assassination was just beginning and after joe dimaggio confessed the new president lyndon johnson decided that a national tragedy would only further extend if a a different hero were found to be the murderer and thus a, <laughs> a patsy had to be found and lo and behold they used cia informant and known anti-american lee harvey oswald, lee harvey oswald. Now, here's the thing. I want you to think about that. That's almost like what if 2001 era Britney Spears mm-hmm. was responsible for 9-11 and they were like, the country's not ready. We can't <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't do it. I know that Whitney Houston was responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing, but we can't let everyone know. Like, that's such a crazy thing to say. <laughs> It is absolutely fucking wild, and I love every bit of it. Also, uh, another piece of sad information that I do have that I can share with you is uh, Joe DiMaggio's final words, um, which were, now I can finally be with Marilyn. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I... um, Joe DiMaggio, a little cuck, baby. I'm going to be real with you, (laughs) like... He's, he's a real simp. Uh, <laughs> he's a real fucking simp. Dude, Joe DiMaggio is the modern day equivalent of subscribing to a girl's only fans that you had a crush on in high school and she does not know you exist. He's got real Drake energy. Let's just say it. <laughs> Let's put it out there. Joe DiMaggio 
Drake energy. <laughs> Real sad boy, unrequited Ooh. love energy. Joe DiMaggio is Drake. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yes, that is. And that is where I will end my favorite conspiracy on who killed John F. Kennedy. Is that it was former Yankee center fielder Joe. <laughs> Joe D- DiMaggio. Joe Jolton Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> DiMaggio. Um, free breadsticks. So... <laughs> I think now is as good a time as any to briefly cover the Marilyn Monroe conspiracy before Mm -hmm. I launch into what my actual Kennedy beliefs are. Sure. So uh, there's a couple questions about what happened to Marilyn Monroe, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She unfortunately had a history of substances, so we know that that's a factor in this. Um, And we know that she was sleeping with not just JFK, but also his brother. Um, And so there's a lot of questions of what she knew, what would happen if it got out. And I think today we kind of take that information for granted. We're, We're like, yeah, of course they were having, she was sleeping with two brothers possibly at the same time. Like, you know, yeah, of course that happened. But I feel like at the time, if that information got out, people would have fucking freaked out because they loved Kennedy and that's a wild thing to find out about somebody. (laughs) Yeah. I also want to state that like one of the other common uh, through lines is uh, different variations of the mob uh, having something to do with the Kennedys and Marilyn. Like there's a whole other theory out there posed by one of the actors from the Godfather who say states that, uh, the Kennedys killed Marilyn because she was working with the mob to uh, provide evidence that John and Robert were hooking up with the same girl at the same time. And that's why they killed Marilyn Monroe. See, I believe that more. Is that weird? I actually, my so my personal belief of what happened to Marilyn Monroe is an unfortunate accident. I do think all of these things were at play. I do think there were reasons that the Kennedys would want her dead because she did know a lot of things. I don't know how much political stuff she knew, but she definitely knew what both of their dicks looked like Mm -hmm. and that was enough Uh, and so I feel like she was a liability so it's you cannot just dismiss those ideas in hand but one of the other things that we do know about her is that a lot of the substances she was addicted to were actually being administered by her physician like her doctor would come to her house and shoot her up and I think her doctor accidentally overdosed her and tried to cover his tracks by making it look like she had potentially done it to herself. That's my personal belief. Yeah. Kind of a Michael Jackson scenario. That's exactly what I was going to say is that we have like, we've seen as sad and awful as it is, we've seen this kind of thing happen before and since. Um, Right. And we also, speaking of fucking conspiracy theories, we have a lot of instances of people uh, maybe having part in somebody's death or maybe finding somebody dead shout out ashton kutcher and then uh hiding the tracks of being the person to find that person dead uh and working with people like danny masterson to maybe make sure that they don't find i don't know i'm going on a whole different rant now (laughs) Um, but yeah sure 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 sure, sure. yeah so yeah i uh, truly i think that's the most likely scenario well and and hey we don't know that we don't know if the doctor was maybe influenced by someone to make that happen. That's possible too. But for me, the most, the, the Occam's razor, the simplest explanation is probably the truest, which is unfortunately she was injected with things that in high enough doses can kill you. And I think she had a high dose and it killed her tragically. And, and I feel like part of, I mean, the doctor is definitely to blame for the overdose. Right. But I feel like there were a lot of people around her encouraging her substance abuse and enabling it because it kept her pliable to what they wanted her to do. And so it's a very sad, sad, sad story, but all this to say, I don't know that the Kennedys directly did it, (laughs) but the timing is weird. Um, Let's talk about Kennedy. And this Mm -hmm. is where I think, despite your previous assertions about Joseph DiMaggio, (laughs) we probably agree. Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio, Paige, please. Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio. Um, I believe in either a two or three bullet theory. 
um, which is not the one that the government has accepted as true. Oh, but by the way, I didn't even get to my favorite part. I didn't get to tell you my favorite part of the the Giuseppe Paolo Damasio what theory. What is it? It's Go that for it. He uh, <laughs> he was able to get off several rounds at once, and then was so horrified by what he had done, he dropped the rifle, and it shot an extra shot, and that's where the magic <laughs> bullet comes from. <laughs> Oh, that's almost as dumb as the story the government believes. Uh, let's let's talk about what the government, like on paper, has said happened that day. And this is one of those things that, like, I think a lot of times people who don't believe the government story about the Kennedy assassination are are vilified as weird conspiracy theorists, and people kind of write them off. And I think. At this point in history, we've gotten to a point where it's not our recent history. So a lot of people don't maybe know what the government said happened. They just know that disagreeing with it sounds weird. But I'm about to lay out for you what the government says happened. And I think maybe it will give you a better understanding of why people don't believe it. Because it's impossible. Physically impossible. Uh, now, the government... In the actual like report filed on the assassination, ascribes to what has been called the magic bullet theory. Why this theory is basically that Lee Harvey Oswald fired one shot that traveled through the president's back, out through his throat, through the front seat of the car, and into the senator that was riding with them, or governor, senator, governor. Anyway, one of the other passengers in the car who was also hit. Um, it's seven entering entries and exits from the same bullet. And the reason they ascribe to this is because they only found one casing, allegedly. Like they found one bullet, air quotes. Now, recently a guy came out and has said that he saw a second bullet and everyone is like, no shit, Sherlock. That's too many holes for one bullet. That makes no sense. Uh, and then the the eventual shot ends up in the in the president's head. Now, part of the reason they formed this theory is because of the Zapruder film, which is one of the only people to capture the assassination on tape. And they're basing it on the frame rate for the cranking of the film. And they have argued that Lee Harvey Oswald could not have fired two successive shots in that time based on the shots and the sound that we see in the film. And they have tested that and said it's correct. But that assumes that Lee Harvey Oswald is the only one firing shots. Thus begins what I will call, I'll call it the three bullet theory. Because I do think Oswald could have gotten a second shot off and people are just being, they're married to this idea of the frame rate. And I feel like a frame rate is a variable that is not as exact as people think. Yeah, I'm also realizing why all of the theories for uh, Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio focus around his time being a veteran and having access yeah. to, to like military rifles it's because they were like not only right. was he physically trained but he had high power technology that allowed him to get off several shots within a short period of time and it's like oh that's right I guess guns just used to suck or whatever well they did used to suck that's actually a, a huge part of the multiple beer bullet theory because People argue that the gun that they found, uh, the one that Lee Harvey Oswald had, could not have fired that quickly. But do you know what could have? High-powered assault rifles from the time. Those were things that civilians didn't have, but you know who did have it? The CIA. And Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio. And Giuseppe Paolo DiMaggio. Uh, the Secret Service that day. Now... Kennedy was not popular in Texas. This was considered to be a risky trip in general, especially because things had not been going well. Uh, they criticized his decision to ride in an open car, but he insisted. Uh, so the shots that come from Lee Harvey Oswald, we almost certainly believe he did fire them. Um, however, there's an unaccounted for shot in the back of JFK's head. And also, they refused an autopsy. And you see on the film, his head fucking explodes. Like, Jackie O's on the back of the car trying to scoop his brains back into his head. It's it's brutal. It is very violent and terrible. And that's the kind of firepower that comes from a high-powered assault rifle, like the ones carried by the Secret Service on the motorcade. Now, they did not have a lot of time practicing with those weapons. They were fairly new. So the additional bullet theory comes from potentially either 
scared by the sounds of the initial shots or a bump in the road that one of the Secret Service agents accidentally discharged one of those rifles, killing the president. Now, he, again, was shot multiple times, but that's my personal theory is that it was an accident and that's why the government has tried to cover it up. There's a lot of people that think the government purposefully killed him. I feel like we're not coordinated enough to make it you know, for this. Uh, but I do think we are coordinated enough to try and hide an accident. So my belief is that it was an accidental discharge from one of those high powered rifles that ultimately killed the president. Thank you. Now I'm a little confused because I'm bringing you fucking plausible theories like <laughs> that a Yankee center Giuseppe fielder. DiMaggio. <laughs> the- and I'm over here with my logic and, you know, shortest distance from A to B. Yeah, I feel like what? The idea that like people make mistakes and that a government uh <laughs> concerned with looking like incompetent buffoons would try to cover up those mistakes. Like yeah, that's completely plausible or whatever. Fine if you want to do that, but it's not as likely as a Yankees baseball player who used to hunt ducks, I guess, shooting <laughs> the president and then being so horrified that he threw a gun out the See my. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lost. Mine, I lost steam through my bullshit. In the middle of it, mine relies on the idea that sometimes people are uh, clumsy and mm-hmm. accidental, and guns are dangerous, and sometimes they accidentally go off. But then also, you have Linda B. Johnson, who wants to go to war, who wants to do a whole bunch of stuff that Kennedy was maybe standing in the way from, who's like, hold up. We can use this mistake to our advantage and covers it up to make it look like a tragedy to marshal support for himself. That's what I think happened. But also read the crucible. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean, yeah, your your theory is both uh, plausible and also I hate to say it kind of likely. Um, and I thank you also for bringing up the fact of like, yeah, let's look at what the government is actually saying, because I feel like sometimes when you do that, it's like, wait, wait, hold on. So they think, uh, they think it was one, it was one bullet, do one that? bullet, one bullet in and out of two people multiple times. Nah, man. I don't think you do that. And their argument is that it ricochets around the car. But my argument is it's an open car. Like it's a convertible. You've got a limited amount for it to ricochet in a closed vehicle. That would be more likely because it could hit more things. But like, yeah, 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 they lie. I don't think I don't think there's a bullet possible uh, unless it's again, like you got that Joe DiMaggio tech. Then I then maybe it starts to make a little sense. But um, well, hey. Thank you so much for joining us for this of fun course. little uh, this fun little uh, jaunt through uh, conspiracy theory lane. <laughs> conspiracy theories. Um, you, I want you to let us know what your uh, favorite conspiracy theory, either the one that you believe in or the one that you think is just absolutely ludicrous. Because I have read so many in the past couple of days, uh, spanning from you know the deep state did it to take out control. Sure. Uh, of the country and stop Donald Trump before they even knew he was going to be a problem to uh, it was, and I'm not making this up aliens, aliens did it with a ray gun <laughs> to Oh, hide. Hey, that's, that's why, why we didn't was... find more bullets. Fuck. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it wasn't a magic bullet. It was a sci-fi bullet. And it was that's a sci-fi what bullet. Overlooking. What's your favorite non Kennedy conspiracy that you believe? That I believe, that I like genuinely believe? Yeah, yeah, that you genuinely believe. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that even though it hasn't been factually like uh, with maybe like convictable evidence proven, I really believe that you can make a very good argument um, that the United States government sort of uh, in, like introduced crack cocaine into the uh yeah. poor areas uh of predominantly black communities yeah like i feel like that one is pretty fucking provable also uh i got sort of thrown off because i looked up at my bag which still has like the little airport tag on it and do you know which airport it belongs to laguardia 
JFK, baby. <gasps> oh, shit. It's a fucking Synchronicities. Sign. For me, I think mine is, I think Hitler made it to Argentina or <laughs> South America. That That's my, and I, hey, I feel like I've done the research mm-hmm. and I no one wants to admit it. No one likes that, but I do think that happened and it happened to a number of other Nazis and I feel like it could have been him too. Uh, just putting it out there. That's mine. I feel like there, not only that, but there's also like all of those. Um, what do you call them? Uh, like there's all those those little things where it's like if you actually look into how the body was treated after yep. he uh, was found and like yep. how little actual like visual Proof like confirmation. Yes. Yeah. Like there it, it, it gets a little fishy. Also, how many photos I've seen of Adolf Hitler wearing a sombrero. So, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, so many. So, hey, I'm going to say, um, if you want to find me, I'm all around New York, baby. I miss the fucking New York. I'm I'm your favorite neighborhood Spider-Man, baby. Uh, <laughs> from Queens. From Queens. And you can find me very, very easily. Um, but I'll also be on social media at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. All one word. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, um, TikTok, all them good ones. Uh, if you have fun, good recommendations for stuff in New York, go ahead and send them to me. But also, send us your favorite uh, conspiracy theories, and we'll give you our uh, show uh, socials here in a bit. But yeah, go ahead. Find me there. I love you. Good night. Good luck. And goodbye, Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) Jesus loves you more than you will know. Hey, it's your girl, your friendly neighborhood spider pig. Uh, You can find me... you like my voice you can hear it on horror virgin and romancing the pod uh and you can find me on uh instagram and tiktok at rampage wesley uh twitter because i refuse to call it x at page wesley um and yeah you know what look into it i know the history channel i know it's a questionable source but they make some good points um i love you so much somebody Uh, should be asking this questions and also you should be be listening to and, and also you should be listening to the rooster teeth podcast a thing i forgot to mention that i also do um go listen to the rooster teeth podcast wherever you find your podcast or go to roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash at rooster teeth podcast to go and check that out and hey if you want to send us your favorite jfk conspiracy or conspiracy in general you can do that on instagram at cult podcast or on twitter at cult podcast show you can also send us an email coded with uh, a, a conspiracy that you hide from the CIA by using a, a, an impossible to crack encryption key. Uh, I don't know if any of those words actually make sense. I've just been watching a lot of Oceans movies. Um, yeah, you can send that to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. And if you want to send us more red yarn for our cork board of conspiracies, you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like The Shining. Like The Los Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. Sorry, I was delayed there. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and I'm going to say don't drink anything JFK hands you. Ooh, good, good. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Do 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 do.